There are lots of great ways to stay connected with Ave Maria Radio, like our Poll of the Week. This week, we want to know, has your diocese removed the general dispensation from ASEAN? Let us know now at AveMariaRadio.net. Scroll down on the homepage and click on Poll of the Week. Well, thanks so much. I'm glad we were able to start out uh, today with a few words about uh, an interview that I conducted this morning, and I'll share with you tomorrow, uh, with Cardinal George Pell, who's uh, 80 years old now, retired. Uh, I met him a long time ago, uh, probably around 2005 or so, uh, 2006. He'd been made a cardinal uh, by uh, John Paul II in the October consistory of uh, 2003. I liked Cardinal Pell very much when I, I, we interviewed and talked quite a bit. He was one of the good guys. So when I heard that he had been accused in, I think, 2017 of sexual abuse of a minor, I was incredulous. I mean, this is a man who had been a pioneer in establishing protocols to help compensate victims of abuse uh, and at removing perpetrators. I, you know, with hindsight, he'd, he'd tell you that it wasn't a perfect policy, but at the time it was considered, it was very forward-looking, it was very effective. So when I heard about this a few years ago, I kept waiting, of course, for the evidence to be presented. And I watched the Australian press, and I, I noticed that uh, there wasn't much going on. There had been an accusation made, but there wasn't uh, evidence. There was an assertion. There was an accusation. In fact, from the beginning, the only substantive evidence was the complaining witness. Um, now, that's a good place to begin your legal reasoning, right? You have a witness, you have a complainant, it says, this happened to me. That's a good place to begin your chain of legal reasoning. If you have to end there, you haven't made your case. Uh, how, how do you determine the credibility uh, of this witness? Well, you ask questions. Has the complainant changed his story? Has he made similar accusations, then reversed the stories? Uh, does he have a history of uh, being an upstanding citizen? Of course, he could be an axe murderer and still have a legitimate case. Um, but generally, axe murderers, and we generally don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the question has to be raised, does the story check out? Uh, when the complainant says this happened on this date at, uh, in this place with these people, uh, are there corroborating witnesses? Is there a forensic evidence, you know, hair, blood fibers, uh, clothing, you know, threads? Um, do they, are there movie tickets or restaurant uh receipts that they've been, to, you know, show that they've been together or something like that. Well, as it turned out, there are many very troubling aspects of this accusation against uh, Cardinal Pell. Uh, Victoria Police had commenced the investigation one year before any complaint had been filed. In fact, during that year, they took out newspaper ads seeking information about any you know, untoward behavior with minors 
that had occurred at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Melbourne. Uh, no, you know, there was no hint that any misbehavior had been reported to authorities, but they were conducting this investigation. Now, Cardinal Pell was in Rome uh, when this was going on. He was serving as the top finance guy responsible for the budget of the Vatican for the Holy See. The accusation went back, I think, to 1996. Uh, it was a 14-year-old, I think a 14-year-old boy, actually two 14-year-old boys. One of them had passed on, uh, but the 14-year-old, of course, was now in adulthood. And Cardinal Pell had a very serious task in front of him uh, in in Rome. He was to clean up Vatican finances. Now, if you know anything about the history of Vatican Bank, uh, Vatican finances have been in trouble uh, because they haven't yet measured up to the internationally accepted standards of accountability. Uh, they are working on it. They're being, you know, they're being observed and all this. But it's easy to imagine that George Pell would get that job done. He was that kind of guy. Uh, like I said, John Paul II and Maine McCardinal in October of 2003. He'd already served as Archbishop of Melbourne, Archbishop of Sydney. Now he's in Rome. And so this accusation is circulating. He could have stayed in Rome and avoided extradition if he wanted to. But once those charges were laid, Cardinal Pell decided he needed to go back to Australia. He wanted to clear his name. He wanted to clear the name of the church. Uh... The committal hearing judge threw out several charges. So there was, I think there were nine different charges that were uh, alleged. Uh, most of them were thrown out. Uh, a few were allowed to go forward. Uh, but even the committal judge said that uh, she could not vote to convict on several charges there. Uh, nevertheless, she thought, well, we should probably try them anyways, even if as they stand, I could not vote to convict on them. So the claim was simple. I mean, Pell had accosted and sexually abused two choir boys after Mass one Sunday. That, that's what the charge was. In Cardinal Pell's first trial, the defense dismantled the prosecution's case. The trial resulted in a hung jury. They voted 10 to 2 for acquittal. Uh, the foreman, several other members of the jury were in tears when the verdict was read. So it was time for a retrial. And the defense continued to show the utter impossibility of the charges. As George Weigel, who's a close friend of Cardinal Pell, and others have pointed out, in order to prove that Pell had in fact accosted and abused these two choir boys after Mass one Sunday, almost a dozen improbable things would have had to happen in all within 10 minutes. This is fast. So for decades, let me, let me go through some of these. For decades, Archbishop Pell uh, has greeted parishioners outside the cathedral after Mass. Uh, he would have had to abandon that practice for the accusation to be true. Uh Pell is typically accompanied by a master of ceremonies or a sacristan uh, when he vests for mass. Contrary to his regular practice, he would have had to enter the carefully controlled space of the vesting sacristy alone. The master of ceremonies, who routinely helps the archbishop remove his vestments, apparently 
just disappear. And then the sacristan, charged with the care of the locked sacristy, had also disappeared. Um, you know, the sacristan routinely goes back and forth between the sacristy and the cathedral sanctuary, removes missiles, uh, mass vessels, um, right in the area where the criminal act was supposed to have taken place. The altar servers, like the sacristan, also must had to disappear, uh, rather than help the sacristan clear the sanctuary. The priests who celebrated the Mass with Pell that day, had, they had to disappear as well, without even disrobing after Mass. At least 40 people were in the general vicinity of the so-called crime. None could remember two choir boys sneaking away from the post-Mass processional. The two choir boys would have had to enter the sacristy, started gulping altar wine, and then were accosted and abused by Archbishop Pell, all within 10 minutes, while the sacristy door was open, the archbishop was in full liturgical vestments, the sacristan, the master of ceremony, uh, other members of the clergy uh, would be coming in and out. The abused choir boys had to enter the choir room through two locked doors without anyone noticing. They had to participate in a post-mass rehearsal no one asked why they had been missing for 10 minutes, because they weren't missing. What about the credibility of the complaint? Well, before the trial, one of the complainants died, so you know he, we, we didn't know too much about him. What we did know about this one person, though, is that he had told his mother that he had never been assaulted, and he could not corroborate the surviving complainant's charges. How about the other choir boys? They were, of course, grown now, as well as the choir director and his assistant, the adult members of the choir, the master of ceremonies, the sacristan. They all testified. Absolutely no one recalled any choir bowls bolting from the procession after Mass. None of those in the immediate vicinity of the abuse noticed anything. Uh, really, nothing could have happened in that secured space without someone noticing. And yet, there was no gossip, no rumor about any dramatic or vile incident that had occurred. But in spite of this evidence of Cardinal Pell's innocence, in spite of this, which a previous jury, remember, had acknowledged by a vote of 10 to 2 for acquittal, the second jury voted unanimously for conviction. The good news is that the case was appealed. And when the case was appealed, well, Cardinal Pell, unfortunately, went to prison. For over 400 days, he was in prison, solitary confinement. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't brutal, uh, and he'll describe what it was like uh, tomorrow. But the appeals court judged, uh, affirmed Pell's innocence, and writing for the majority, Chief Justice Ann Ferguson indicated that, quote, we decided there was nothing about the complainant's evidence that meant the jury must have had a doubt about the complainant's account. Justice Mark Weinberg said he found the account entirely implausible, not convincing. He might well have found it difficult to say that the jury was acting reasonably. Even the lead prosecution attorney stunned the courtroom uh, when he seemed to diminish 
the significance and severity of the criminal acts. I won't go into his language, but (laughs) this was a travesty of justice. Uh, Thankfully, Cardinal Pell, while he was in prison, uh, was disciplined enough to write every night three or four pages. They've now been brought together in a prison journal. Two of the three volumes have been published by Ignatius Press. And uh, (laughs) this is an important case because this is the highest-ranking Catholic clergyman who uh, was ever convicted uh, of these kind of crimes. And it was in a very hostile environment. Something to keep in mind. Doesn't diminish the guilt of those who are real perpetrators. Don't get me wrong. But it's also a reminder that you have to have evidence. An accusation might begin the legal process. It can't end it.